This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get all of this all over again because you get a bonus episode of Says Who. If you give at the five or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who sticker club, the best club. Patreon.com slash says who. Oh, guess who likes books? Oh, hey. Listen to this person. I know. You guys, I was in the middle of promoting Nine Liars when I was waylaid by a few things. No, one big thing, really. And uh, if you went out and got a couple copies of Nine Liars and threw them at Passerby, I wouldn't, I would say thank you. I think you'd enjoy it. Nine Liars, please get out. You know what? Here's the best thing you can do for authors. Swear to God. Leave a review on a public space. Goodreads the site we don't mention, whatever. Those really... I just wrote one on a bridge overpass. That, anywhere. But also, when you tell someone about the book, that is, you are how the magic happens. I can't emphasize that enough, especially when I did go on tour and got to talk to people and were like, she made me read your book and now I've read all your books and this is how it happens. It's that, true. Be that friend. If it's you, true. If you, you want, can... I feel like now I'm being bossy that I'm 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 back. It's good. I'm like you know, you it's gotta good. go promote my books. It's <laughs> good. You're back. Uh, my back feisty. Uh, if you want to get any books, but especially Maureen's books, you can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org, our own little bookshop on the internet, where we have quick links to all of Maureen's stuff and my stuff and other stuff. Good stuff. Kickbezosintheballs.org. And speaking of buying things on the internet, you can always go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com, our very own merch store where we sell things like the Gula Pismo Beach t-shirts. <laughs> Enjoy them. Maureen has one, Got right, one right next here? to her. Yeah, I do. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Guess who's back, baby? Listen to this, eh? Whoa, I got a voice. You sure do. I'm back. Let's do this. Whoa. <laughs> he frowned. He did a little Danny frown, a little Danny frown, a little Danny frown. It makes my heart so warm, that little Danny frown. Oh, he's got a little tiny beardy beardy frown. No, it makes me so happy to see that beardy frown. <laughs> to says who? The podcast that is not that podcast. No. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. I'm back, baby. Well, I'm sort of back. I'm getting there. I am shocked. Mm. Are you? Yes. For those of you that do not subscribe to the Town Watch or perhaps had something better to do this Sunday than listen to the short episode that we put out. We recorded an episode uh, uh, Saturday yeah. early evening, yeah. late afternoon, something like that. And I we have a video feed that we see each other, so I can I can tell you that it was Maureen Johnson on the other end of that feed, but the voice coming out of her mouth mm. was unlike anything that I had heard. I spent a good five minutes really convinced that you were doing a bit. Yeah, I wasn't. 
And then the last five minutes being very worried about you. (laughs) Because if I could do it, you sounded insane. You sounded sort of like this. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. I can do it. It's just that's where my voice was stuck. Yeah. So my vocal folds or cords or something had swollen into some position that that's the only sound I could produce. The night before, it was like this. And then the next day, it was like this. And then it kind of, and now it's like this. So you, I mean, you sound like a different person, but you don't just sound like a different person. You sound like a different person than the person that I've spoken with for weeks now. Mm. You sound like Maureen Johnson. Well, what have I sounded like for weeks? Sick. Mm. Like, you know, even, so we did two episodes from Pismo Beach. Mm-hmm. The first one that we had originally canceled that week because you were very sick. And then you were like, well, I'm bored. I'll do one. You really sounded not good. And then the second one, you started sounding kind of okay. And by the end of it, you had faded out into mm. into oblivion. And And we've done a couple of, town watches in between and you have sounded very sick mm. you just sound like you right now yeah i mean the the trajectory of my illness I, I am a little you can hear i'm a little i'm a little gravelly and nasally still yeah. <laughs> but it's it's not like it was um my covid experience has been very rapid onset like hours yeah. from well to sick then kind of really sick for a couple days. And then those last couple of days in California, like I went really sick and then it leveled out really fast. Yeah. I think because of the Paxlovid. And then yeah. I, I don't, I say differently every time and I don't care. And then I was sort of okay and mostly just kind of bored and a little bit tired. Yeah. And I could walk around outside a little bit, even though it tired me out. I was, I got myself together enough to travel, although I got all the help I could get. And then... I got home, tidied up the first day, just kind of tried to unpack. And then that night, 6 p.m., I was sick. Yeah. And super fast. By the next day, it was like fevers. And then it was just, I kept thinking, oh, it's peaked and then I'll stop. But it actually kept climbing. And by Friday, I was like feverish all day, just kind of sweating through the bed and, and just like out of it and gross I tried to record on Saturday. My voice was a tiny squeak. And then it just kind of shut down, sort of, all of a sudden. Like, it's yeah. it's almost very... It, it I found COVID to be very tricksy. Like, it kind of shifts on a dime. Yeah. It's not like some illnesses where it's like you kind of gradually kind of feel a little sluggish. Yeah. It's just there or... With me, it's been like there or it's not. And I found... Like the day that I rebounded, I tested negative in the morning and a strong, bright positive four hours later. Yeah. And yesterday I was positive and today I'm negative. Yeah, you were really you were really on a roller coaster of this. You're either up or you're down. Yeah, it's been wild. It has been wild. Um, So this is day 16. Um, And I think technically you're you're testing negative. This morning was the first, although I had a couple, I had like in the middle, I had a couple negative tests right. when it rebounded. So this was my first negative rebound test. Yeah. It's exciting. So I think that means that pretty soon I may be able to come out of this. I wish you could see this Warren I'm in, Ben. 
Let me give you a tour. <laughs> because my, you've I been like, staying in your office. I, eat, I sleep and I eat in my office. And I spend most of the day in here. So realize I was getting ready for Christmas. I was putting out shipments of books and things before right. I left. Then I was packing to go on multiple legs of tour. And yeah. then I came home having had COVID on tour and into a hastily assembled bedroom. Yeah. And I have yet to really... Uh, I like a neat environment. Right. I really do. Here's my actual environment. My desk full of paperwork. All right. Mucinex. Is turning her camera. Whoa. That's just stuff yeah. piled. Lysol. That looks like a like probably what it would normally look like, or maybe a little stuff, stuff on the floor. Oh, there is stuff on the floor. But okay, yeah, dog. you definitely that looks lived in. That's the bed. That's where I'm yeah. sleeping. Yeah, that's my little area that my trash can where I and every day I I try to do the things like. You know, when I was really sick, my job was to collect up. You know. Dump out the tissues into the big trash can. Yep. Get a new box of tissues. I just like to wipe surfaces down. Mm-hmm. So to try to come in with the Clorox wipe, wipe the surface of the little thing I made as a bedside stand, wipe the surface of my desk, try to repile the stuff as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will tell you, Maureen, if it makes you feel better, it doesn't look that awful. It feels gross. I bet. I bet it does, but uh, uh, a as a person that lives in squalor, uh, you, that looks fairly neat. <laughs> I got Mucinex and a thermometer next. To, like it's just, I don't like it, but I didn't have the. Yeah, I, I couldn't get up to to change it. Yeah, and anytime I could get up, I had to be like, okay, I'm getting up to get the Mucinex and a box right. of tissues, and I have to mask up every time I leave yeah. the room. Now. You have successfully not spread this to Oscar, so correct? So far, he does have a cold. He okay. does have sniffles and a sore throat, but he has no fever and he's testing negative. Okay. He is sick, but you know he's been working. He's on a really, really stressful part of his job. It's yeah. January. You know, I think we think he's got a cold. Okay. But we both mask if we're in the same room. Yeah. Um, and he has tested negative every day. Boom. There but it's go. been a lot of staying in this room. Yeah. Windows open, cans of Lysol everywhere. Just like every room has a can of Lysol <laughs> in it. And every time I spent time in a room, I would spray it out. Like if yeah. I went in the bathroom just to like shower and clean up and, you know, br- try to brush my hair. As I left, Lysol the room, shut the door. Just, yeah. Just cl- and then if, sometimes just go in the bedroom, give it a little Lysol for good measure. <laughs> Did you ever bring your air purifier up? Yes, it's yeah. in my room. So yeah. I got, I, it's in the room with me. Got the Lysol, the air purifier, the windows open. I can now leave the door open a bit more. I'm trying yeah. to get a little cross ventilation in. <laughs> but living, yeah, it's um, this is. I went on a little Twitter rant last night, Dan, and I'm going to say this. Yeah, we've been living with this for three years, and I think this may yeah. dovetail into what we're going to talk about. We have all been left. We were we were ditched early. Oh, yeah. Left to our own devices. I avoided this for three years, and I live in the middle of goddamn New York City. Right. I managed for three goddamn years not to catch this. Yeah. Which is a miracle. I share common spaces, elevators, crowded sub, crowded streets. And the way I did it was I'm lucky enough to work from home. Yep. I did not go out to eat for three years. 
Yep. I went to a restaurant the first time on on December 14th. Right. I went to two restaurants that day because I had meetings. Yeah. One was empty and one was full. Yeah. That's how I avoided it. I masked. I was getting a little loose with the mask. Mm-hmm. I was starting to not mask in the elevator, you know, and just, I was just starting to get a little loosey-goosey. Yeah. Uh, and because I was like, well, I've been out, you know, and right. like, what do I do now? And, um, you know, I did the first event. The first event was very strict about masking. Everyone wore a mask but us. And yeah. we wore a mask up until the time we got out. But the day I dropped, literally the first time I did a full event, just walked in, unmasked, did the thing. Boom. It literally got me the first time. Yeah. And it made me really appreciate how much work this little thing does. Yeah. It's really... Even the first time I did an event full stop since this started was last summer. And it was in a hotel. It was like the thriller convention. Right. And I did it on a panel. I was in a mask the entire time. Yeah. And there was another writer there who was a doctor who was like, I'm really glad to see you're wearing a mask. Like, it, we were the only ones. Yeah. These things really fucking work. Yeah. They do a really, really good job. They do. And it is so much easier to wear one of these than it is to have COVID. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so easy. I mean, there are definitely all sorts of, you know, it, at this point, this far in, even if you are highly diligent about wearing masks, like my family, you know, we are 50-50 now, and who's gotten it and who mm. hasn't. Um, none of those, you know, the reasons why we have gotten it for Janice, it's still a mystery. We still don't understand where she got it. Um and, uh, you know, for the little one, it was obviously school, but he is masked in school. And so it was lunch in school, you know, like, I mean, it was as small an opportunity as possible. And, and, you know, there are other people that I know that barely mask at all and have managed to, you know, so right. it's like, there is a level of randomness to it. Um, but you can up your chances of. Yeah. Getting away from it with masking for sure. And that's been known for fucking ever. I think I was run down. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. I had been running full, full tilt for weeks and weeks and weeks and traveling and prepping. And then the day I got exposed, the next day was the day the guy came after me in the elevator. Right. And I think that really knocked my system for a loop. Yeah, totally. Truly, like I was my I was sweating all the time. I was like I was really freaked out and I think my body it was the perfect combination of exposure yeah. and that and I think it was like it drilled in. Yeah. I think it, that's it, I think that's absolutely a part of it. You yeah. know. I mean, you have a lot of vax in your system and if you're running good, the vax is going to do its job and keep things out, you know, or keep things out at a certain level. But yeah, you were run down. I mean, not only from the super traumatic moment ahead of it, but just like the weeks of travel that you'd been doing and, and all of that. Like, I mean, it's, I forget definitely at a, I forgot the body keeps the score that, you know, that you can actually run down your immune system and run down, I was, my body was doing crazy things the day after that. Like I was, it was a lot of profuse sweating. Like whenever I yeah. talked about it, I got so kind of nervous. I would sweat through my clothes. Yeah. So my body was running high. 
And right. I feel like that's something to really take into consideration is like taking care of ourselves because it always seems like lip service. Like you got to take care of yourself. Like, oh no, like you really can run yourself down and yeah. run yourself down. Yeah. And I mean, these the thing things I are keep great. thinking about with you and your <laughs> bout of COVID <laughs> is holy fuck, if you had gotten this before you had been vaccinated. Oh, yeah. You would be... I would have been in the hospital. Yeah, you would have been in the hospital. Like, and without Paxlovid. And, you know, I mean, you you had as you had as many advantages as possible against this thing, and it still fucking nailed you. Yeah, I mean, it still nailed me. My, you know, it was... And this is mild. The mild cases, like right. you lay there in bed and your temp goes up and up and up and up and up. Yeah. And your whole body is shaking and it's, yeah, that's mild. Yeah. Mild still wound me up in the ER to get an inhaler. Like, Right. And that's that's definitely been one of the more frustrating bits of language in the last year or two is what a mild case is because... I don't think you would have described yourself as being mildly sick, but on a clinical sense, was mildly you sick. were mild because you were not hospitalized. Right. I have, I've described this as thunder flu because it, it feels like it comes on sudden and loud, like a thunderstorm. Yeah. It, it's just, so I, it, I, yeah, thunder flu. That's what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, you really, I, I, I have known a lot of people that have gotten it and witnessed a lot of people that have gotten it. And you have had it harder than many folks that I know that had vaccine and, and all that. Yeah, I was I, I'm still surprised. Yeah, I really thought when I got it because I'm like, eventually it's going to get us. I'll probably just suddenly test positive one day and I'll have a sniffle and I'll just be tired and it'll be yeah. a real pain in the ass. And I'll have to, you know, stay inside for, you know, but I yeah. stay inside anyway. So who cares? And I really thought that's how it was going to go. Yeah. I did not think I was going to get sick. I was really surprised that people were getting sick. I was like, oh, I thought, you know, if we're vaccinated, we just kind of, it it, it messes with us a little bit, but it doesn't really make you sick. Right. It makes you sick. Yeah. It makes you sick. And I think that to me. In some people, it makes them sick. Yeah. To me, one of the more frustrating things is what you found very quickly, which is. The guidance is fucking non-existent. Yeah, it's really confusing. three years into this shit. And what do you do if you have it? How long are you contagious? What does it mean to test positive on a Mm -hmm. rapid test? What, you know, all of this shit is still just like, well, it could mean this or that or (laughs) like it's still completely unclear to me whether during your rebound you were contagious, you know? We don't know. There, there's no real information around that. I felt like I was crawling with it. And yeah. my my tests were popping up. That's the thing right. is also when they turn positive, they turn positive in seconds. Yeah, that is, to me, one of the most remarkable things, having tested, you know, and had it be negative and then testing a pot, like the speed with which mm. it goes positive is wild. Yeah. You're like, what? Wait, what? Yeah. Um. And I spent that whole goddamn week just trying to figure out what the fuck to do. You know, I did the, I'm like, okay, I'm sick and I'm 3,000 miles from home. I have to figure out how to get on a plane and how many yeah. planes to get on. Right. How well enough I am, how not to expose anybody else. 
I did the CDC calendar, count, right. which is just like the little thing. And it was like, just, you know, five days. I was like, are you kidding me with this? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then some are like five days and you have to be fever free for 24 hours. And some say 48 hours. And some say you have to test negative on a test three times. My own doctor's like, don't bother with the test. They can turn negative. I mean, they can go positive for weeks. Right. So I wouldn't even bother with them. In my case, the tests are very clear. Right. I'm negative or positive. Like it's, it's right. never been a question. Right. Um, but it's literally just a garbage bag of information. You have to pick through it and be like, okay, I guess I'm an epidemiologist now. I guess I'll figure this out. Right. right. And half of it is finding the information that feels like, oh, okay, this aligns with what I would like it to say. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, it is absolutely wild. But Maureen, there's good news on the COVID front. I'm glad to hear it. And I am too, because just yesterday, mm. the Biden administration informed Congress that the emergency declarations around COVID-19 are going to expire on May 11th. We great. did it, Maureen. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. You were the last case. Oh, that's good. Now we're done. That's really good. I really don't want anyone else to catch it. It's unpleasant. Yeah. Well, good thing. You, you were the little COVID sponge. You were like the little, you were the person sweeping up at the end of the COVID parade. That makes me feel better. Yeah. You were just cleaning up all those ticker tapes of tests and things. It's done. (sighs) Well, Dan. It's not done. It's not done, is it? No. And mostly what it means is a lot of the things that we have taken to, uh, taken for granted as just the things that we get because COVID is fucking happening, like free tests or free vaccines or that sort of thing, all that stuff's coming to an end. The, uh, basically, the that, all wait. of that stuff has been paid for as part of these emergency declarations. So the vaccines will no longer be free? Correct. We will get to that in a second. So uh, vaccines are still going to be covered by insurance because uh, some of the updates to the ACA made sure that COVID was included as a covered vaccine. Um, but things like the eight at-home tests that are currently free every month from or, or reimbursable from your insurance, that's going to end. You'll have to be paying for tests starting in May. So not it will not be covered by insurance anymore. Right. Jesus. And um, or at least it won't be covered in the same way. Right. Like because right now the insurance companies just get paid from the government for covering that. So maybe that'll be like it once you meet your deductible or whatever. But, yeah, it won't be the same. And so definitely and obviously the free government tests, which which just came back with four that to send you. And, you know, that's it. That stuff's all running out. But this is definitely a recommendation is Take advantage of those insurance tests between now, February 1st, and May 11th. Fucking stock up. I actually just, uh, I got new insurance this year. And that insurance, my old insurance reimbursed you. And that shit was fucking slow and long and cumbersome. And I'm pretty sure I didn't get reimbursed for about half the stuff that I submitted for. And that was a pain in the ass. And so I still approached the tests like I was buying them because essentially I was. And maybe six months later, I get a hundred bucks in the mail. But my new insurance, Maureen, 
you can walk into a CVS mm. and go up to the to the pharmacy and walk out with tests. And it is eight tests per individual. So me and Janice both walked in today. This is the 31st of January that we're recording this today. And we walked out with fucking eight boxes of tests. And I felt like I'd robbed the bank and I'm going to do it again tomorrow. It's great. I've done that. And then I was getting them for myself and my husband was there and like, you want his test too? I was like, yes, we do. So yeah. walked out with a big bag of tests. We collect them in boxes. Like I unbox yeah. them and I just fill a like a plastic container with them. Yeah, because but the boxes right now, big. everyone in the sound of my voice, stock up on that shit because that gravy train runs out May 11th. This, Dan, this XBB 1.5, which is likely the thing I caught. Yeah. Is so goddamn contagious. Yeah. It is insane. It is insane. There is an interesting thing, though, that I will say, which is I was looking uh, as I used to do all the time and as I do much less frequently now. But I was looking at um, the Washington Post's covid numbers and the little chart that they make. And this year, the January bump is non-existent in that chart now. Probably a lot of that has to do with people get it and they home test and they don't right. report the test and all of that. But there is no it is just interesting to me to see such a massive divergence. I would think that if people were getting it at the frequency that they got it, say, last January, when it was like over a million people a day were fucking testing positive, Um that it would still show up in the data, even if even if we were seeing a massive number of non-reports. I have a question. Yeah. I have COVID. Yeah. Who the fuck do I tell? Well, so that's an interesting question because you told your doctor, mm -hmm. right? And so your doctor may have reported it. Uh, mostly a PCR would report it, but a, a home test wouldn't necessarily report it. Right. So it's a little bit unclear whether you are or are not represented in numbers. But right. um, but I think that part of it is. Had you gone into the hospital and been tested, right, uh, because you were very sick, that would have been reported. Right. Well, I did go um, in the hospital. I right, was you weren't tested. Right. They they took the diagnosis. At, like all I had to do right. was say I have COVID right. and they were like, you have COVID. Right. You know, it, I think that there is a level of data that is reflecting the fact that even if people are still getting this a lot, they are it is less severe right. than it has been, you know, um, not to say that it's not there or anything like that. But it is interesting to see after two years of extremely predictable bumps in January, that January bump never showed up this time, you know, Um and despite the fact that the the current version is the most catchable of all. So that that part's been interesting. Certainly anecdotally at our schools, it seems that there is less than last winter or the winter before. So, you know, there's that. But back to this ending. Um, part of part of this feels a little bit like a formality because the government, the Congress has not approved new funding for various COVID things uh, for a while. For instance, if you're uninsured, 
you've been shit out of luck for nearly a year now on getting stuff for free because the things that we've gotten for free that we think of as being free are free because our insurance companies are being reimbursed by the government. But actual free for anyone, you can go in and not have to pay for it. That's been over for a while. Um, A quick divergence, Maureen. I have been in a protracted payment hell with uh, a job that I do. And uh, after resolving one thing, they came back and were like, now that we're looking at this, things seem weird for longer than what we've talking about, which I appreciate them surfacing and raising. Can you go back and see if we paid you in 2021? (laughs) I'm like, cool. Yes, I can. So I went through all of my bank statements in 2021. And Maureen, every month in my bank statements, there is $500 that the government sent me because I have two kids. (coughs) And it reminded me that there was a moment in time that not only was our government fucking paying for our medicine and shit like that uh, because of COVID, they were simply giving us money to fucking live. Jesus. And boy, that got memory hold. Because I was like, what is this $500? What is this thing that says like, because, you know, like when you look at your bank statement, and it's coming from somewhere. It's a little bit unclear. And then I was like, oh, shit, that's right. They used to send us money. This is another thing, Dan. COVID is expensive. Yeah. It's really expensive. Yeah. The minute I got it, I could no longer go anywhere. So I had to order food. All the time. Now, the first part of it, I got lucky. I got sick on tour. So that part got paid for just because I was on the job, you know, when it when yeah. it happened. Um, but it's all takeout, getting medicine delivered. Yeah. There's a lot of medicine. There's hundreds totally. of dollars worth of medicine that I bought. Um, just getting, all, just having every single thing delivered because I can't do anything. So I'm hiring Instacart, hiring, you know, just door dashing and instacarting everything because you can't leave your house yeah so instead of paying you know whatever twelve dollars for the mucinex you pay thirty dollars for the mucinex right because you can't go and get it totally um yeah like i spent i think it was like 98 dollars at at the at at walgreens and it was (laughs) tissues some lysol some mucinex (laughs) Uh, and like one other small thing. And it was $98 because I had to hire someone to go and get it for me. Right. It's really expensive to get this. Yeah. Sickness is expensive in general. But yeah, that money, people need that in order to get through it and, and to, to fulfill the whole, this is an illness that says you can't go out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Otherwise you're going out. Right. Yeah. It, uh, so, yeah, so like I said, tests, at-home tests seem that they will just now be out of pocket. They are fucking dumb st- expensive still, so that's fun. Um, and absolutely stock up, fucking milk that shit while it exists. Uh, vaccines, largely they will seem like they are they are free because they will be lumped in like getting a flu shot, right? Like your... Um, your insurance company will cover that. That is, if you have insurance, and I've certainly lived parts of my life without insurance, so that is never a taken for granted. Um, 
and in fact, separately, the FDA is now looking into um, syncing up a yearly COVID vax with the flu shot so that it would be once a year. They would decide on a on a um, on a like a recipe for it in July and it would be ready in September. Um, but you will be glad to know that our wonderful capitalist system Pfizer and Moderna it. have now announced that the commercial price for the vaccine is going to be three to four times what the government has been paying for it. Because they've only made billions of dollars in profits over the last few years. I got nothing, Dan. Yeah. 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 Best system in the world best system in the world. I just saw some data the other day that, that currently Americans pay twice as much for healthcare than anywhere else in the world. So expensive. Yeah. 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 It's no good. Well, Maureen Johnson. Oh, I'm glad it's over at least. It's over. Yeah. I mean, you were the last one. Mission accomplished, you know? I mean, that should be, it, that's something of an accomplishment for you. I, You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. You I'm gonna absorbed to... the rest of it. Maybe that's why it was so bad. I just took it all up. You yeah. were like a COVID sponge. I caught it, you know? It's like the worst Pokemon. Easy to catch, but you don't want it. <laughs> well, Maureen, before your COVID field trip <coughs> yep you were away mm -hmm. and then you were going on a book tour mm -hmm. and so the thing that we normally do in january the very beginning of january didn't happen mm -hmm. and then you got sick mm -hmm. and so it didn't happen mm -hmm. but maureen johnson it is now the first of february 2023 mm -hmm. and we have not figured out the catchphrase for the year. Yeah, it's true. I was just remembering that today when I was putting notes together. And I was also remembering how at the end of 2022, both you and I were feeling so optimistic about this year. Mm -hmm. This has been a shitty month. <laughs> I, I don't know, Dan. Oh, Maureen Johnson. Honestly, I feel, I really feel like I landed butter side up. But you know, it's, I landed on the beach, Dan. I mean, sure. But also, you have been fucking rocked with COVID for the last two weeks. So. But I've had somebody who's taken very good care of me, who's done yeah. everything in his power to help me out. I have been safe in my office that I have, I'm lucky to have. You know, I was it yeah. hit at the right time that I didn't have a book due. You know what I mean? Like it was the yeah. one kind of pocket of time that even though I was really supposed to be doing something, I really was supposed yeah. to be promoting this book, yes. but it was possible for me to be safely sick. Right. I could afford to be sick and I was in a safe place. Well, sure. But it is safe to say that things have not gone according to plan for there you. Are, there in are no plans, Dan. I mean, you had plans. Come on. Look. The you, Maureen Johnson, the woman who spent much of 2022 with what, two or three planners? Mm -hmm. You have plans. Mm. And in this case, 2023 is not 
started accordingly. This is all a long way of saying my theory is because we did not start the year correctly by well, figuring feel... out our catchphrase for the year. So we have spent the last month mm. rudderless mm. without that North Star of a of a phrase for the year. Well, I think part of it, Dan, is that it's taught me a lot about planning and not yeah. the futility of it, but the the need to be... I'm a big believer in embracing garbage okay. and loving garbage. You know, okay. like things are messy. Yes. And I think there is a propensity now to want to be Instagram ready and make everything look perfect and have people do things now like they arrange their fridges so beautifully that they put flowers and photographs inside them and then do like Instagrams of the. What? Yeah, this Who is does the thing. That? This is like an Instagram thing and okay. a TikTok thing. Instagram's people bad. have like extra beautiful fridges. Yeah. See, no. Keep, no. The thing is that the mud is good. The mess is good. The dirt is good. The pile of wood is good. The pile of paper is good. The stack of pens is good. Even the weird Warren that I'm sleeping in right now is good because I actually have had full time off. Like, I couldn't do anything. Right. I, I was sick, but it kind of cleared out my head. Yeah. And it, I realized that as I started to come back on, I started having ideas about stuff. Okay. Like book ideas and a little enthusiasm about stuff. Like I, the battery, everything shut down. Yeah. And I feel like this year is something about embracing. It's about embracing mess. Okay. It's about. Getting dirty. That might be misinterpreted. Hmm. I think of it like a garden, Dan. Mm-hmm. Gardens are full of dirt. That's true. And you go in and you get dirty and you plant stuff and it's it's a mess and it's great. Yeah. I like where this is going. Something to do I with think trash. Probably getting dirty is not where we want to go. Love the trash. It's something about loving your trash, you know? Love your mess. Love your trash. This is a, we're encroaching into Oscar the Grouch territory. I love trash. Yeah. I do love trash. It, there's a famous gif of Marie Kondo saying, I love mess. Yeah. And I get that. She does. She loves it. Speaking of which, she was in the news this week for admitting that after having children, she is less uh, apt to tidy up. Great. Marie Kondo is great. Oh yeah, her, her philosophies are great. Like she's real. She presents some real simple, beautiful principles, and people can eat it. Leave her alone. She's awesome. Agreed. I love her. She's great. The you know the to me as as admitted already this episode. I live in squalor, but I um I very much appreciate the idea of interrogating your things and asking if you still like them yes. instead of simply having them around. And you, that to me is the most radical part of her teaching. It's not the right way to fold a t-shirt no. and stuff like that. It's just simply saying, hey, this stuff around you, do you want it there? Does it make you yes. happy? Yeah. And that, and also the, the thing that goes with that, you don't have to keep it. Right. You don't have to. No. You really don't have to. Yeah. And it's, it was that. I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, really, you don't have to. Yeah, I love it. We just the other week, we did a big 
clothing purge. Took it all over to Goodwill. And it felt great. Yeah, like, you oh, look at that. To... It's especially when you have children and they grow and you can you can accumulate things and all of those things feel deeply uh imbued with memory and and uh and meaning and then you actually sit down and go like i don't even remember them ever wearing this thing we certainly don't need all these socks you know that kind of thing it, it felt great we brought a bunch over it's your garden dan yeah all this mess and dirt it's not it's your garden it's your life garden it's 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 fine it's fine to be covered in dirt. <laughs> we, you know, a lot of these, I'm looking back. So yeah. we start off with to the max. That was in 2018. This is how long we've been at this. Here we go. 2019. Because we knew we were going into 2020. Yeah. 2020, we grow with it. That's another. Grow for it. Grow for it. Count the sparkles. You know, was that I thought was last year, but that was 2021. No. Yeah. It's all around you. Was last year. I think you just got to love your dirt. Love your dirt. It's a garden. It's a garden. <laughs> you just keep saying it's a garden. That's what it is, though, Dan. This big mess around isn't isn't. A mess. It isn't like the. It's a garden. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know what's there yet, but it's something about that. Yeah. About embracing messes. I like. I like embracing messes. I think that that is. That does feel important. I like the word garbage. Garbage is okay. a good word. I feel like there should be a little trash can. I like I like a trash can. Little old style trash can. Yeah. Maybe with a puppet sticking out. Saying I love trash. Or saying I do my best thinking in here. <laughs> we'll get there. I don't know we if we're are. there yet. I don't think we're there yet. But you're nervous because if we don't get it. I'm things nervous are... that we've just left it hanging. Mm. We've left it hanging for so long that things are Maybe things are I... creeping in on the sides. I don't know, man. I don't know anything. I'm just you don't in my know I'm, nothing. I'm just in my garden. You're I you're into the garden thing. I am. I don't even care about my planner. Whoa. It's Get a it whole dirty. new Johnson. Just use it. Use it. It's fine. Have you, were you able to stick, speaking of planners, because I think I see it behind you. Mm. Have you stuck with the five-year planner? No, I'm about to restart, but yeah. the last entry, what's made me sad about it is it's so pretty, but see these stains on the bottom? Uh-huh. Day three. Oh, yeah. There's some black smudges on them. That was ink. Day three. Okay. Was the... Your mic is pointing about as far from your mouth as possible right now. The 22nd... There we are. Of January. Oh, okay. You stuck with it through a good chunk of your getting of ready your to COVID. go home. It's finally go time. Well, there you go. And I flew home the next day. Yeah. And it's based. So I'm going to put entries in that explain what was happening. Yeah. And then I'll restart. But yeah, the 22nd of January, I got up to 
And then uh, that was where I choked with the five year. I felt and it's funny because I literally journal every single day, but it felt like if I got behind on that five year, I just felt like, oh, God, I can't keep up. Yeah. Once you get into it, it's not that. And I feel like I'm just easing into it and changing how I use it. Yeah. Look, just it's your stuff. Change how you use it. That's true. Like if you don't have to just keep doing it one way, you're like, you. I was just writing down what I did every day, but what if I wrote something else down? Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Totally. Change how you use it. That has been one of my, like, sort of framings for this year, which I do at the beginning of, of the year in my in my notebook, is like just accepting the fact that for our house. This year is a year of massive, massive change. You know, the teen will go to college and that will be a change unlike anything since 17 years ago when that kid showed up, right? Um, And that to me, like really thinking about that and realizing like there is no, there is absolutely no stopping change, right? Like you've really got to just sort of embrace it has actually been very helpful, especially this month, which has thrown a bunch of curves left and right at center uh, and just being like, well, that's what this year is for us, at least, mm-hmm. is, is a year that is absolutely full of change. You got to swerve with it. Yeah. It's fine. I like that. It's fine. It's fine, you guys. Don't worry about it. Whatever state you're in right now. Don't worry about it. You're good. You're like, I'm anxious and depressed. I feel like, okay, that's where you are right now. That's fine. We can work yeah. with that. I, I feel my job's not working out, everything. Don't worry. We can work with that. Both Dan and I have been in some real garbagey places. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's just where you are right then. And you can work with that. Yeah. Really, you can. You can work with it wherever you got. You're fine, you guys. It's true. Turns I kind of other... like we can work with that. We can work with this. <laughs> Maybe it's just we can work with this. I think that might be. We Maybe can work that's with it. This. I think that is it. Yeah. Yeah. We can work with this. That's optimistic but realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Which feels like this year for sure. 2018 to the max. 2023. <laughs> we can work with this. <laughs> Two thousand sixteen we started, Dan. Yeah. It was a lifetime ago. We were entirely different. We were different people. people. We didn't know. We didn't By know nothing. A lot. We were so innocent then. Yeah, we were. Oh, we'll talk to some reporters and they'll tell us what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. So stupid. <laughs> we were just a bunch of dummies. We're not what e- we were. Look, we didn't even get into the fact that because it's all developing that Today, um, the amazing George Santos resigned from a bunch of committees or stepped down or whatever. In yeah, his... he has put his he's put his uh, membership in the two committees that he was on on hold. He hasn't resigned from them. He's so, just sort of said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna step down from these committees temporarily." So something's going on with the Santos. Yeah, who is by far? I, I mean, certainly the most colorful character to emerge in a long time. Yeah. The uh, the other fun piece of Santos news is um, 
they have uncovered they've they've revised a whole bunch of campaign finance uh, reports uh, because it turns out uh, they were all fake, right? And uh, so one of the things that has surfaced now is that he has just hundreds of hundred and ninety nine dollar claims uh, uh, for his um, campaign finance, and that is because at two hundred dollars you have to itemize. And so there are just hundreds and hundreds of $199 to anonymous. <laughs> but anything above 199 is uh yeah, you actually have to account for. Well, and, t- and also in terms of accounting for money, uh there's stuff going on here in New York with Trump and Stormy Daniels. Yeah. There's some legal action stirring. They've opened a uh, opened a grand jury into whether or not he was in breach of law regarding the Stormy Daniels payments. I think they've got him this time, Maureen. No, I don't. I don't. His speeches are getting more and more small and weird. And yeah, he said he wanted to build a dome. <laughs> he said he could have he... got. Built the wall if he'd had three more weeks in office. Oh, yeah, that makes That's, sense. He's the laziest motherfucker alive. He really is. Yes. That he lazy is. motherfucker. But Maureen Johnson. What? It is February. It is 2023. You are like a whole different human. Yeah. Like you are. I, I think part of my shock is... It has been so long with you traveling mm. and all of that that it is like you just sound like you. Yeah. I do have to travel again, though, because I need to vacate this place because they're going to do construction. And oh, it's going to be so loud, all the pictures are going to fall off the walls. We know this because they sent us a letter saying so. So we have to take all the pictures off the walls and then I have to take the dog and leave because I won't be able to do anything because it will be so loud. And where are you heading? Philly. Nah. Oh, relaxing Philly. But she loves it there. That's true. She loves it there. It'll be fine. It'll. It's actually really nice to get outside. Yeah. I mean, you could like rent a house. No, we're just gonna. They need my help too. So you know, I'm gonna yeah. go down. Perfect. It's actually fine. Um, and I'm my mother, the nurse, is not gonna let me do anything because she's like, you have to rest after COVID. So basically, right. every time she sees me standing up, she's going to be like, you need to sit down and do nothing. Because apparently I still have to wrestle a whole bunch, which yes. I get because I am tired. That but, is one of the key elements of getting over COVID is resting as much as possible afterwards. The thing is that now that I'm getting some energy back, there is this urge to do all the things. Right. Yeah. Don't do that. But then there's not really the energy, that, but there's at least this kind of stirring inside of like, you start to even think you can do things. It's a right. feeling of like, oh, oh, I could do that. I could record something. I could move that book. You know, I could read something. Right. Maybe I should sort the laundry. I sorted laundry into baskets. I really need to do some wash. <laughs> um, but just that stirring inside, like, yeah. oh, okay, the lights are coming back on. But right. I have to remember, I think it's like two weeks, they say you yeah, really you have to, to try to... You need to take it easy for, so you have for to a de- couple of weeks. Deliberately not exercise or haven't exercised. I haven't even walked. Yeah. You don't have to spend flat. 
gross. Yeah. Take it as easy as you can. So I think especially they say, but, because even though you are, you have bounced, you will definitely probably even later today you will feel you will feel that. Tired maybe I'll start hit. to recover around my birthday. Yay! Succeed, yeah. That's coming up. It is. It's a big one. Oh, uh, look at that, Maureen's birthday. It's a big one, you guys. Big eighteen. I'll be fifty. Will you? Yeah. I didn't know that I was younger than you. Yeah. Look at that. And it's fine, you guys. It's actually not a big deal. That's exciting. Yeah, it's fine. That's so fun. Man, I, I got to start planning. I was going to do something, but obviously a lot of things got in the way. So it's like, maybe I'll be at my parents' house with the dog. Like, <laughs> So I'll do my celebrations later. Yeah. I'll, I'll, figure out, I'll figure out a time. I've also been researching a tattoo artist. Oh, that's fun. A, Pari- a South Korean Parisian tattoo artist that does spots around... They travel. Okay. <laughs> and I think they're going to be in New York in the fall. Okay. And I've been following this person on Instagram forever. And I'm like, I'm going to book that person. That's fun. Yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> but you know, it's fine. Um, I'll just have to, we'll do something later. I'm yeah. like, circumstances are not working out for that right, right. now. <laughs> You're like, we can work with this. <laughs> we can work with this. Yeah. You can work with this. I think the fact that I'm turning 50 shocks other people a lot more than it shocks me because it really doesn't feel like anything. Right. It feels like turning 30 or turning 25 or turning 21. It really is not a big deal. No. But. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. You're going down. (laughs) No, it's just got a little scratch in my throat. Yeah, it's, it's, it's time to start wrapping up, which is why I will say that Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday you get this all over again if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. And that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. That is all for you at patreon.com slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that's H-E-Y. At sayswhopodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash sayswhovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also the fan run Discord server. Uh oh. Tinyurl.com slash oh no slash sayswho Discord. Spread the word. Subscribe. Please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. I've done two recordings today, though, Dan. Yeah. Two one hour recordings. So it's pretty good. Yeah. But you definitely, you're. You're reaching that limit. You need I'm to just take a, a little, little rest. Little now. Tetchy in yeah. the throat. You need to you need to hydrate Vocal, and rest. Bo- I I haven't had any water yet. I do need yeah. to have my water. Mostly I'm worried that the Maureen voice of Saturday will reemerge. That was never... very scary to me. <laughs> it did <laughs> sound high. You sounded bananas. <laughs> anyway. You can join us. Oh boy, next Wednesday, February. 8th, I was holding it in for our very next episode. And holding from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. I'm worried. <coughs> oh no, it's just itchy. Just it's not just itchy. Bye. This has been says who. Hi, Dan. How are you? Oh no.